I like the way they modernized it so much to bring it down to earth to us. What it meant for them should mean the same thing for us. That's why we gathered this evening. You know, um, Jean read so beautifully the two passages of scripture that we looked at. Isaiah chapter 53, Isaiah chapter 54. Now in our English Bibles, it's divided in chapters, but not so in the original text. In the original text, you'll be sitting down there and Jean will be reading in Hebrew and you'll just be listening. And as Jean would read the chapter 53, you will hear the words that she's saying. Then she would straight away move into chapter 54 without even you knowing it. But you will hear the shift. You will hear the change. You will hear the words that are so different that are coming out. Right? And you will know something has changed. An event has occurred that has shifted history between humanity and God. In chapter 53, we hear words about us, our weakness, our sorrows, our rebellion, our sins. We hear what he, this servant of the Lord did for us. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. Like sheep, we have strayed away. We have left God's paths to follow our own. Yet, the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. In chapter 53, we hear words about our Savior. He was oppressed and treated harshly unjustly condemned. His life was cut short in midstream. He was struck down, had done no wrong, had never deceived anyone, yet he was buried like a criminal. And then it ends, Isaiah ends with this, and because of his experience, my righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous, for he will bear all our sins. That's chapter 53. Very important chapter 53. Chapter 53 is the why of Good Friday. Chapter 53 is why we gather together. We gather today because He died for our sins. So chapter 53 must never be forgotten. We must never forget why. That's why we have gone through this week remembering why. Because the moment we forget why He died for us, that's the day we will begin to forget what He's done for us. When we forget the why of Good Friday, we stand a dangerous chance of returning back to the muck we came from. That's why it's important to remember chapter 53. 2 Peter, Peter puts it this way, 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 20 to 22. When people escape from the wickedness of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and then get tangled up and enslaved by sin again, they are worse off than before. 
it would be better if they had never known the way to righteousness than to know it and then reject the commandment they were given to live a holy life. They prove the truth of this proverb. A dog returns to its vomit. And another says, a washed pig returns to the mud. Harsh words, my brother Paul, uh, Peter. You're calling us dogs? <laughs> calling us pigs? He's not. But he's saying, he's warning us, if we ever forget chapter 53, if you ever forget what Jesus has done for you, there is a danger that you would go back to where you came from. Failure to understand the corruptive nature of our sin. That's what happens when you go back to it. If you forget the mess you came from, there's a potential of returning to it. So we must never forget chapter 53. We must always remind ourselves of chapter 53. And that's why every year we gather in this week and we set it aside and we remember chapter 53. Lest we forget our weakness, our sorrows, our rebellion, our sins. We must never forget. Must never forget he was beaten so we could be whole. We must never forget he was whipped so we could be healed. He was oppressed. He was teach, treated harshly. Why? He was counted uh, among the unrighteous. Why? So that he will bear all our sins. But that's chapter 53. And we must never forget chapter 53. But Isaiah doesn't stop there. You would hear the reader continuing to read and she began to speak beyond chapter 53 and she began to speak about chapter 54. And in chapter 54, the Lord speaks of life after chapter 53. Sing, break into loud and joyful song. That's how it started. You know, you hear the pain, you hear the sorrow, you hear one man dying for everyone. Then suddenly the tone changes, the tune changes, the musician goes bang, bang, bang. It's loud, it's hallelujah, because they're saying sing, 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 shout it out. Why? Something's changed, something shifted. An event has happened that humanity now can shift. Sing, break out into loud voices. And joyful songs. Then God says, fear not. You will no longer live in shame. Don't be afraid. There is no more disgrace for you. The Lord has called you back from your grief. Then verse 7 to 10, and I'm going to read it again because it is so beautiful. For a brief moment, I abandoned you. But with great compassion, I will take you back. In a burst of anger, I turn my face away for a little while. But with everlasting love, I will have compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. Just as I swore in the time of Noah, that I will never again let a flood cover the earth. Now, I swear that I will never again be angry and punish you. For the mountains may move, the hills may disappear, but even then, 
my faithful love for you will remain. My covenant of blessing will never be broken. This is God experiencing his own prophetic word. In 53, he prophesies what Jesus was going to do. And then he walks into it. And he's experiencing, oh, when he was at 53, I was angry. I couldn't stand you. I couldn't stand your sin. I moved away. But now, what my son has done, what my servant has done, I walk into it and I can experience compassion for you again. And I experience mercy for you again. And I'm saying to you, I swear to you, I will never punish you again. <coughs> and I will give you an unbreakable covenant of blessing. Without chapter 53, there's no chapter 54. We must remember chapter 53. But oh dear friends, we don't stay in chapter 53. We must walk into chapter 54 and live our lives in chapter 54. You don't live in chapter 53. You live in chapter 54. No fear. No shame, no disgrace. You sing, even you are barren, you sing. Because you sing because he has done it for you. Why? Why? Why do we live in chapter 54? Because God has taken us back. Because God has shown us compassion. Because God will be faithful to us. Because God has invited us into an unbreakable covenant of blessing. And that's the gospel. That's the gospel message. He came. He died. Now I am free. I'm free to live with God. He did chapter 53. So I can live in chapter 54. He did chapter 53. You can't do it. I can't do it. They can't do it. That's why he did it. You know, some people's gospel, they say, get right with God or else it's going to be too late. That's not the gospel of Isaiah. That's not the gospel of the New Testament. You know why? You can't get right. I can't get right. They can't get right. So stop telling people to change their lives. They can't. You can't. I can't. That's why there's Isaiah 53. He did it. He did chapter 53, so I can live chapter 54. That's the gospel message. So how do we preach then? Janet said that the cross creates a fire, a burning sensation within us to tell the good news to everyone. How do we say it then? How do we tell ourselves when we fail? What do we tell others? in the midst of their broken lives. If I can't tell them to change their lives, what do I say? 
Isn't that what repentance means? No. That's not what repentance means. The word repentance literally means to think differently. To reconsider. So God gives us the words to say to those who who haven't experienced chapter 53. God gives us the words in Isaiah 55. Is anyone thirsty? Come and drink. Even if you have no money, come, take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free. That's what God says. He's opened shop and he says, come. Too good to be true, but it is true. A simple message. Are you thirsty? Come and drink. Are you hungry? Come and eat. Come and be nourished. People don't need to be told that they are thirsty. You know when you're thirsty. But when you're thirsty, you might need some help to be shown where to find drink. And that's what Isaiah is saying to us. When you experience chapter 54, go tell someone who's thirsty, come, drink, I've drunk. Jesus said, repent, think differently, and turn to God. In other words, the things you are doing, just they just aren't working. You need to think differently. Try God. What you're chasing after, I chased after it too. It won't quench your thirst. Try God. Those things you're pursuing, they won't sustain you. Try God. The emptiness you're feeling cannot be filled until you try God. Are you thirsty? Come and drink. And that's the message of Good Friday. Chapter 53 is the why. So you can experience what chapter 54 has for you. He did chapter 53 so you can live chapter 54. How? Simple. Come and drink. So don't live on the wrong side of the cross, striving to fix your life. Live on this side of the cross, where Christ has fixed your life. You now walk in an unbreakable covenant with God. Don't lead others to the wrong side of the cross, where you tell them to get right before they can come to God. Lead them to this side of the cross. Tell them, come and drink. Tell them this God life which is free. Tell them to try it. Tell them you'll never turn back once you've tried God. Tell them you've tried it and you've never turned back. Let's pray. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon podcast. For more resources, or if you would like to support this ministry, 
visit us at activefaith.org.nz.